Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. 56% of job seekers say their biggest challenge is finding a job that matches their qualifications, according to an Express Employment Professionals Harris Poll survey. The job search can be a lonely process, but Express Employment Professionals can be your one connection to finding a job that fits. Each year, hundreds of thousands of people find work through their local Express office. Find the location near you at ExpressPros.com. With no fees for job seekers, visit ExpressPros.com. This is the best of two pros and a cup of Joe with LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, and Jonas Knox on Fox Sports Radio. So there was a little bit of a, I don't know if we can call it a world tour, but a Northeastern tour. Uh, the LeVar Express. Um, yeah. Choo-choo. <laughs> LeVar Islands, baby. That's what we're mm. Come on, LeVar Islands. LeVar Islands. Yeah, we really LeVar should. Islands. We it's a place. really should. It, uh, that, that is a place, too. Yeah. It's that a place. Is, it's also you don't want to venture there too often, though. Stick City is a cool place to go any day, you know, but LeVar Island, that's, that's a, well, that's a, that's a different, uh, that's a different approach, man. Now, how did Penn State look in the spring game? I didn't did, go. Did, what do you mean you didn't go? I didn't go to the game. <laughs> Hold on. Wait, 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 wait. I thought that was the whole purpose or one of the biggest reasons no. why you were going out there. No. Uh, uh, so, you know, I, I do do a ton of work. I told you guys I, I do stuff with first responders and small businesses. So the reason why I was there, the real reason why I was there was we were kicking off a campaign for the, the fire departments. And and so we raise money. We we create uh, awareness around the understanding that volunteer fire departments need a ton of help from the the residents and from the businesses, because if you don't have them, then, you know, we all know what that that leads to when you need someone in an emergency situation. So anyway, I was there raising awareness on just how much money it costs for a fire department to run. And this is our second year actually doing it. So that was the real reason why I was there. It just happened to fall, you know, the, 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 the schedule makers, it just happened to fall on blue white weekend. I mean. So there was a little rain. Um, there was a little rain Saturday morning and plus I had to do my radio show. So my radio show ran all the way up until the kickoff. What up, up on game? Yeah, yeah, so it was a good show this week yeah. too. Uh but uh so so it was raining, I finished up and I was like, I'm Lavar. Islands goes with it. It's like let's go Lavar Island it and and that's I just watched it on the Big Ten network while I was at the bar with well, with friends. Hey. 
So I did see the game, <laughs> just not in person. And by the way, I realize that was a stupid question for me to ask after the fact. I probably should have thought that one through, but it's you know more fun to not think it through sometimes. Does anybody ever look bad during a spring game? Um, yeah. You cannot really? look impressive. Yeah. yeah. Yes. You cannot look impressive. How? Yes. So you can. I mean, how? It, it's it a competitive could be game. Up, it could be set up for you to succeed. And you cannot succeed. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, all you got to do is throw the ball or run the ball. Like, we had a guy fumble. I think, like, you could do things like make mistakes that could not be, you know, favorable in terms of what your your public, you know, reception and, and kind of reputation could be. You know what I mean? So, you can make a splash. You know, like, I know for me, just thinking back to, to my spring games, my first spring game, I, I was – you know, obviously had a, a reputation anyway, but that this was supposed to be the year that I was able to take over the starting job and I still wasn't starting. So I was on the second team. You have a first team and a second team going into the spring game. So I was on the second team defense and I was just trying to knock everybody to F out, like literally <laughs> body slamming dudes, clothes. They, they, they took me out pretty quick, but everybody was, you know, they walked away like that's the guy. And I wasn't even on the starting team. So you can you can make a name, but you can miss too. You definitely can miss. So yeah. Interesting. But our team looks pretty good, man. I I, I know I've been saying it. I, I spent a lot of time with our, our athletic director as well while I was there on some, some other affairs. Um I tell you what, Pat Kraft is a pretty impressive dude, man. Just, I'm just crafty. A, He's pretty crafty, to to, to to say the least. Yeah, it's a, no pun intended. Pun intended. He's a pretty crafty dude. Um, <laughs> I think I'm still tipsy, y'all. Um, so anyway, the the bottom line is, it's it's a it's a changing culture. It's an evolving culture. Um, in, in so many ways, it's funny because it's almost like it's almost like politics. And in a sense, it's blue versus red in, in state college and in, in the Penn State community. It's, it's literally like very much that. But it seems to be a, a progressively evolving um, type of culture there. And it's, it's pretty exciting. Drew Aller is the deal, man. Yeah. He's the deal. Got a hose. He, I'm telling you, dude, he, he looks kind of like a ben, a ben Roethlisberger. Like, that's who he reminds me of. But a little more, like, refined. You know, Big Ben was um, just a, a really good athlete when he, was, when he was coming out of Findlay, Ohio, to uh, Miami, Ohio, and a bit raw. And, and maybe he always kind of played that way to a degree. I mean, all these kids, I feel like, are more refined now. But that's who he reminds me of. He's big. He's athletic. He's, he's got a good yeah. arm. I mean, it's... Yeah. He's the total package, man. He's got a good personality about him, good demeanor, too. Like, he's got that very, like, calm, settled way about him. Like, he just – just the way he looks, he's just got the look. He just oozes, like, franchise. Mm. I don't think we've had a franchise QB since Kerry Collins. You know, I love Trace. I love – ah, man, what what was my guy's name? Sean Clifford. I love Cliff. Cliff Dog. I hung out with Cliff Dog. Matt McGloin. Um, not McGloin. Oh, not McGloin. Like what was my guy? He was a UA All American. I'm blanking on his name right now. He was, was with O'Brien. He was with O'Brien. Oh, Hackenberg. Hackenberg. Oh. There you go. Yeah, Hackenberg had a chance. Hackendog. Hack, Hack had a chance. He had a chance. I, I think he was let down by the, Jets. the, the, the offense. Well, 
Before then. Yeah. Get in line, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, before then. <laughs> the Jets have let a lot of guys down. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking it is, of the Jets. Okay, not to get off on a narrative, it is always funny to talk about this time of year. You get, like, all these front office guys um, who are like, well, you know, it should work out unless the guy's bust. And I'm like – how do how do we like how do we determine like when everyone who drafts the guy's gone in a year or two? Like were, were those guys busts? Like was the coach, was the general manager a bust? Like if the Jets, for example, like Hackenberg got there. He didn't by the way, he didn't have much protection his like final two or three years at, at Penn State. They didn't do him any much help to get into New York. He needed to sit and he needed to learn, which never ultimately really worked out for him. But the same thing with with Darnold to a degree. Like Darnold had things he needed to work on. Yet you know he was he's thrusted right in right away to play, and you just go, oh well, that guy's a bust. It's like, well, no, it's just maybe your organization stinks. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe it's your organization, your inability for an owner or anyone in the organization to be able to make it work. Maybe the Jets busted. Maybe that's what it is. No, you can yeah. never hear that, though. Well, no, that's can't. the thing. Is like no fan base will ever no. look at the organization. They'll just blame the player. Yeah, because you can get rid of a player. You can't exactly. get rid of the team. Right. <laughs> Which you don't want to get rid of your team. You want to have your team be well. They do but well. It's, so. it's funny because it's a word that's thrown around by like draft analyst people and folks. There's no such thing. Well, and no it's such people, thing as it's a bust. people who were in the front office. Yeah. And, and so the funny thing about people who are, are part of these draft groups, and I don't care who we want to talk. I'm talking about all of them. Guys I work with, guys I don't. I'm, I'm talking specifically to all of them. All right. The funny thing about them is you're in the front office. So they make a pick, and they might be putting that kid into a bad spot. He doesn't fit the scheme, doesn't fit you know, what they do. Or they're with a coach that doesn't even develop him or doesn't, and doesn't want to even do any of that. Well, and, you, and just you just have a different scheme every year. Well, there's that too. <laughs> but it's, you it's have just, a different person in your room every year. There's so many nuances that make a football play work that when we step back from looking at football in that respect – we then don't go, oh, no, the player just didn't work out. Uh, you know, like, like there wasn't anything else that was going on. The fact that the whole front office got fired or the coaching staff got fired right. and everything else. Or they didn't know what they were doing. Right. <laughs> One or two just didn't know what they were doing. I mean, Which, some guys be incoherent, man. I'd be like, how is this 100%. guy still coaching, man? Like, I remember one time, man, when Joe Gibbs came back, that joint was like the return of Cocoon, man. <laughs> oh, God. It was dudes out there in wheelchairs, walkers. <laughs> Like, the, the dudes with dementia, all kinds of stuff, man, just out there coaching. <laughs> Dentures and mouthpieces. Dentures, right all kinds of stuff, man. Like, <laughs> got the old gang back. Got to get this W. Return of the hogs. Like, man, if y'all don't go sit somewhere with your Geritol and play some backgammon, man, like, if you don't, if you don't let somebody else coach this team. <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah, dudes, their ligaments were so stretched out. They was both. They gave new meaning to bow legged. I mean, it's like, <laughs> come on, man. Like, this is our coaching staff, huh? Right here. Okay. All righty. Yep. <laughs> Had one dude couldn't even lift his head up. Head was down. <laughs> <laughs> Set hut. <laughs> 
<laughs> hand down. Hand, hand down. down. Shit. Yeah. Head, head down. Hey, hey uh, by the way, speaking of hand down, man down, what did you guys think of the uh, opening weekend of the playoffs? I got to ask you real quick. I here. thought it was entertaining, man. A lot I don't, of, I'm, not a lot a big, of injuries. I'm not big on it. Yeah, there were injuries. Yeah. 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 A lot of injuries. Yeah. Uh, Main dudes. It's, all the, it's like be the same dudes. Yeah, John Morant's banged up. He's got a hand. Uh, he's, he's, he's not optimistic. Giannis, Tyler Hero. Even Good thing for Lord Manager in the regular season, right? Yeah, yeah right? Yeah, well, I'm saying, say, Kawhi man, Leonard. Thank ball. God these guys got more rest in the regular season. <laughs> Kawhi Leonard looking at everybody laughing. <laughs> got my, my points, bitches. <laughs> Load management. <laughs> I'm ready to go. Clip City. Hey, LeVar, you know, like the under the under the uniform, um, like rib protectors, back and all that. Yeah, like yeah. basketball players wear that now, too. Yeah, they do. They yes, wear they like do. a whole outfit to protect. Like back in the day, they weren't wearing that. And, and it's just it's funny to me that guys get so banged up in today's game. You're going, you guys can't hand check. It's not even close to as physical. And you're wearing more padding than you had before. And you're taking off more time in the regular season to prepare for this. But you're still getting hurt. Okay. They, they were showing – I saw somebody – like I didn't see the video, but it, they had tweeted it out. Like, things are getting chippy between the T-Wolves and the Nuggets. And I'm thinking, oh, we're going to have like oh, a nice, nice little yeah. Donnybrook. Mm-hmm. There was nothing. So, like somebody went down to the ground. Uh, things got separated, and next thing you know, that that was it. And people tried to play it up like it's the oh, it's playoff time. This is the most physical time of year, and this is when things are going to get chippy. It's like wait a second, nothing happened. There was no brawl. So was like, remember Bulls Knicks back in the day? What was it? Uh, Derek Harper and and JoJo English or somebody like that. They're trying and to they murder the, each other. Yes, and uh, and you had Stern sitting. Yes. The commissioner of the NBA was sitting like two rows. Oh, that was Derek going. Harper and Scottie Pippen, the Knicks and uh, Bulls. No, but it wasn't Scottie Pippen. It was, um, God, I want to say, I, I want to say it was JoJo English. I know who English. it was. You know who it was? It was. So <laughs> 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 there. Uh, that is the, they got uh, real chippy. <laughs> they got is, real chippy. And that is the uh, the the early look at weekend <laughs> one of the NBA playoffs here on Two Pros and a Cup of Joe. <laughs> it was competitive, though. Honestly, yeah, on a serious fun. note, it was a good it was a good watch. Yeah, it was fun. I uh, mean, the Lakers pulled it out against the Grizzlies. It could have gotten interesting with them. And I mean, you know, looking at all the other games, I mean, dude, little Reeves is good, huh? Awesome Reeves. He's, he's making a statement. Yeah. you know, I I, I didn't. Think he'd be the standout player on that roster, but okay. pulled him through. He yeah. pulled him through, he man. Jimmy Butler pulled him through. Yeah. Like yeah. playoff Jimmy, like the Kings surprising the Warriors, Ooh. the Suns letting the Clips. I mean, letting the Clips do what they yeah, come on, man. I mean, I, you know, I was expecting a little more from Brady's Cavaliers, but you know, I mean, no, that was I, I was that was a shocker too. I mean, yeah. but so was Jalen Brunson. Like no one thought he was going to be as good of a player as he is. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. Meanwhile, the Mavs are sitting, uh, you know, sitting everybody out except Luca for 13 minutes on Slovenian night mm-hmm. just so they can protect their top 10 pick. <laughs> Jalen Brunson's in New York playing in the postseason winning Which, game by the one. Way, how many teams had Slovenia night, by the way? <laughs> I don't know. Is that like he has a Well, it's a special thing? night for the Mavs, though. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah right. very okay. special. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. 
Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts. You know, o o o o who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my! Look at that! He is! And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win! Unbelievable! When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual-wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. So the NFL draft is coming up in a couple of weeks from now from Kansas City, and you're going to have 17 prospects reportedly on hand at the NFL draft waiting to hear their name called. But one that will not be there apparently is Quinton Johnston, the stud wide receiver out of TCU. Uh, the, uh, the report is the NFL wants to avoid any, an embarrassing moment for him if he happens to wait a little bit longer than anybody else or who knows, happens to you know wait until day two of the draft, if that were the case. So they have decided to go ahead and not invite Quint- Quinton Johnston from TCU. He will not be one of the 17 on hand at the NFL draft. So at least they're looking out for his well-being. So there's that little TCU update for you. Here. The interesting thing is, is how would they know? Yeah. I mean, how, how would they know? I always wondered that. How do you invite who you're inviting? I always so, wondered that. Which, which again, like, if you're looking at it from this standpoint, a lot of people had Quinn Johnston. And if you look at all the mock drafts or even some of the, the prognosticators out there, people who do this for a living, they've got him rated as a top three, top four wide receiver at a, at a bare minimum, or I guess at the worst. So it, it's a bit surprising that the NFL would, would make this claim because I, there's only one wide receiver from the people that I've talked to with teams 
that have kind of just looked the other way on what happened this past season, that's Jackson, Smith, and Jigba. Everyone feels like, as far as his skill set, route running ability, he's fast enough. Uh, they have no concerns about the fact that he missed an entire season basically off a soft tissue injury. Um, they only, a lot of teams only view him as the first-round guy, or at least have, only, have him as a first-round grade on him. So if that's the case, why would you invite Zay Flowers or Jordan Addison, who are also invited along with Jackson Smith and Jigman, I believe have accepted the invite. I mean, aren't you subjecting them to the same thing? Yeah. So unless the NFL somehow already has a really good idea of where some of these teams are going, which seems nearly impossible because it's not like they're going to disclose that with the, with the league and then have that not get around to other teams or not leak out potentially. There's just so many things that can happen. And you also don't know if, if teams trade day of. You know, those, those scenarios or circumstances don't present themselves until the draft happens and teams are under the clock. And then stuff starts happening. So they would not be able to know. I mean, look, I hadn't met with a team outside the top ten. I ended up getting taken at the 22nd pick. And I remember it was the year after, or maybe it was two years after, but the NFL brought me in, league offices there at Park Avenue, and we talked for a while about what they could do to try to entice players to want to come to the draft. And I, I just flat out said, I said, look, for me, it was more of a, you know, a personal thing. Uh, my fa- some of my family had never been to New York. They probably will never go back to New York. It was just like a once-in-a-lifetime experience. And, and I full well knew that you know, there was the chance of that happening. A lot of guys have agents who convince them otherwise, or a lot of guys put in their head that they're not going to drop or they should be taken you know, in a certain spot. And, and instead of like focusing so much on that, they don't look at it as, hey, this is just a starting point, which is all it really is. It's just a starting point for your you know, journey in the league, and hopefully you go to a good franchise and organization that knows what they're doing. And, and so they said, well, what can we do to get more guys to come in here? I said, well, there's two things. I mean, the first is you've got to incentivize them. Like a lot of times the league will have these guys come, and they, they won't have them with any money-making opportunities. So if you're not financially incentivizing them, imagine the cost that's associated with their entire family coming into New York for the draft. Like you got to comp them some hotel rooms, some travel, some all this stuff to take care of not just them, but their family and all the other people who want to be a part or have been a part of this process the entire way. Like you got to hook them up a little bit and maybe even find them a league sponsor for one of these marketing deals so they get a little money in their pocket. Like that's the first thing to me. And then the last thing is really just, you know, it, it, and it's hard to control it, but, you know, you've got to make sure they're informed and they're aware of what may take place. And as long as you go around, you know, trying to, you know, helping to craft the narrative, which the league has the power to do with the teams that have the rights to the draft, you know, they're not going to feel like they're constantly, you know, on camera or constantly a part of that. Now, some of that's just, again, it's part of the, the situation and the conversation, you know, Mel Kuyper's not going to shy away from a guy that he thinks should be drafted higher or maybe in the first round. It's part of the drama of the draft. It, there's nothing better than that. So that's the odd thing is, I, you know, I don't know why the NFL would take the stance on a player that seemingly looks to be one of the top receivers in this draft. And also it plays into the drama that is the draft. I mean, I, I guess they can film him wherever he's at, but it makes for a better case if he's in Kansas City 
and they have the opportunity to see him there live. Like, that's part of it is them putting you on camera and, and people just watching as picks go by and you're not getting picked. It's how it was for Aaron. It's how it was for me. It's how, how it was for a lot of other people who were in that spot. That's what creates some of the intrigue to it. I just get this feeling that the organizations have to the organizations have to probably give probably give a list of who they're planning on taking. There has to be some way of knowing. You think so? There with, has to with be. This tight like, list, I don't, they try and keep everything. I wouldn't I release that to I anybody. Don't, I don't. Well, I don't think that they. I don't think that they have to take. Like I don't think it's a. I'm. We're taking this one with our first. Our first pick because they. If that person may not be there, and I don't think that the NFL gets involved in like. Okay, this team is looking at these players, and it's all disclosed to other teams. I just think that in order to be able to coordinate all of the things that are coordinated around the NFL draft, there has to be a a, a path forward, a plan, understanding. It's still production. It's still a. It's it's and it includes people so i I would i would i would assume you got to put like all right for at least for the first round for the first round picks you like here's your list like here's our list of who we're planning on taking and then i would assume you just take what those names are and the names that keep popping up you you invite them like i i i I'm not saying you're saying you're t- like again. I'm not. I'm not saying there's a definitive. We're taking this person with our first pick. I'm just saying these are the guys that we see going. If we had the opportunity, we're taking. Right. There has to be something. There has to be some form of reference. It has to be. They probably get like a consensus of the teams that have first round grades on players. I think that's most likely what it is. They they've got some assortment of teams that have said hey these guys all first round grades and so it, it helps the nfl then in the process of saying which guys do we want to put in these spots where even if they doesn't like i think there's common logic with people on the outside that if a team has a need they're going to draft that guy in the first round now the problem with that is most people on the outside don't understand how organizations think they, if they have an immediate need for a starter they're going to go find a veteran and that veteran might not be, always be a top veteran, you know, a top paid veteran. It might be another guy they end up signing later on that they trust can come in, do the job, and be the guy for a period of time or even the first year while the rookie gets his feet underneath him. Even sometimes with first-round picks. You know, they'll, they'll want to work them into the starting lineup or work them into being a pro before they, you know, just throw them out there. So a lot of times the pick might not make sense to people on the outside, but they might have a guy who's going into the final year of his contract and they have to eventually replace him. And so they're drafting his replacement. But the, the point is this, is they'll get an, you know, an idea of who those first round graded players are. And so they can at least invite them knowing that, hey, if so-and-so team doesn't take them because it'd be a good fit, it's a need for them. There's a couple teams behind them that have a first round graded up too. They might take them. I would just be highly concerned as an NFL team knowing how the NFL office leaks like a sieve when it comes to these sorts of things and wanting to supply them a list of potential players that we take, knowing that you could have some people who've got some connections to other teams that leak that stuff out. 
And, and that would obviously could be harmful to a, a trade scenario, to you know, certain teams picking certain players. That would be incredibly frustrating. So even that list I provide, I don't even know how accurate it would be. I, I, instead of providing them a list of, you know, hey, we've got first-round grades on 20 guys, I might provide them a list of 40. And say, hey, we have a list of 40 guys we have first-round grades on this year. And, and let them figure out the rest. And they're, oh, okay, we've got to work with another team then. I mean, that's how I would handle it because I wouldn't want to provide them anything. I'll, I'll still, I still remember being in, going to the NFL Combine, being on camera, people asking, you know, hey, have you, you ever smoked weed? You know, you ever uh, smoked the old Green Wolf? The Green and Wolf. I was, I mean, I, I could answer it honestly. I'd never done anything like that in my life. Still have never smoked weed to, the, to this day. Mm. But there's other players who did answer honestly, and it got out. Like, literally, we left the Combine, and it leaked out that certain players in our draft class – had smoked weed. I'm like, well, there you go. Why would you trust anything with the NFL? Because it always gets out. There's always a leak at some point. It's like, remember when Darius Hayward, Hayward Bay went number seven to the Raiders? Nobody had him being a top 10 pick. Nobody had him going that high. And so he probably didn't show up to the draft thinking, well, there's no chance that I'm going to be taken as high as one of these guys that's going to be drafted that would walk up to the stage, get his jersey, et cetera, et cetera. He didn't even have the choice. He didn't even have the option. And the Raiders went ahead and made a pick for a guy that nobody probably expected was going to be there. I would just rather not take any chances. If a guy wants to go and he's projected to be a top 30 or a top 40 pick, just let him go. And the fact that they don't even cover the hotel room costs for the families, I didn't know that. I thought that was something that came with, hey, how many it, people are you with? And It was a while ago. And so I think they maybe do it for like two rooms. Or something like that. Jeez, come on, man. And, that, and that's where, like, when I when when they asked me to like consult, I basically said to them, "Look, like, you guys got to realize, you know, for a lot of these guys, it, it's hard for them. It's gonna be hard for them to overcome, you know, some of that in their mind. And, and I think there's a lot of guys who, you know, they get frustrated at their agent because their agent's telling them they're gonna draft it higher than they probably actually are. It's like, so you know, you have to kind of be the voice of reason if you're presenting them this opportunity." And just flat out say to them, hey, if you don't get taken in this spot, you know, like like we got you, you know, we'll make sure to take care of you. But um, that's the tough part. I think there's some players who want to go. They want to have the experience regardless. You know, they don't care as much. And there's some players who really do care. But either way, there has to be some incentivization. You can't just like say, here's the opportunity, you know, come on down if you want. You got to provide them with some, some chances to make some money off this whole thing. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. This is Steve Cavino and Rich Davis, and together we are Cavino and Rich. Cavino and Rich. Thanks, buddy. Uh, that's right, Cavino and Rich, Fox Sports Radio's newest hit show, heard weekdays from five to seven Eastern, two to four Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Every Cavino and Rich show is available as a podcast. Just search Covino and Rich wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe. I'm such a rockin' dude. The show features our unique take on sports, injected with some fun, humor, and relatability. Listen to Covino and Rich five days a week on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Covino and Rich, give me a hell yeah! 
Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts. You know, o o o o who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notify, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. We do have some bad news. Uh, we have some bad news for many people out there that were propping up the next great Manning quarterback in the world of football, Arch Manning. We've been hearing nonstop about Arch Manning, all of these grainy videos that have popped up of somebody holding a sideline cell phone and just seeing Arch Manning dropping dimes against world-class competition, as you would be led to believe. And then all of a sudden, the spring game for Texas pops up and well uh, not all that hot. Uh, Arch Manning was outplayed by both quarterbacks uh, in Texas. Obviously, Quinn Ewers, who was the starter last year. And then you've also got Malik Murphy, who was the backup. And he was competing with Arch Manning as well, too. He outplayed Arch Manning at the spring game. Uh, there are some numbers and statistics to go along with that. But it led Steve Sarkeesian, the head coach of the Texas Longhorns, to make the no-brainer choice that Quinn Ewers is back at starting quarterback for the Texas Longhorns, so the Arch Manning hype train hits a little bit of a bump in the road there for the Texas quarterback. Yeah, I mean, I, I think if, if you watch some of the spring game, which I had the opportunity to, to see some of it, you know, there's a few things that stood out. Let me just say this in defense of Arch Manning. Uh, he didn't get much time or protection. You know, he didn't force the ball or throw it into harm's way. 
Um, and so that, that would have been one thing that I think you would have been really concerned by, only because of his pedigree and you know his his coaching growing up, being that he's a Manning, that if he was under duress and he was putting the ball in bad spots and turning the ball over a bunch, that would have been a problem. Uh, he, he didn't necessarily do that. It just it, his stat line's not going to match what Malik Murphy or what Quinn Ewers had, and and that's okay. He's he's a freshman. He's young. He's adapting to a faster speed of the game, and it's going to take him a little time, but I would be willing to bet his learning curve is one that, you know, the next time he's out, he's going to get better. He's going to keep getting better from there. Um, He's a better athlete than people, you know, give him credit. Uh, I I think one of the things that was tough watching his high school film is he wasn't playing versus the best competition. Like, that was pretty apparent when you'd watch the clips. Uh, However... You know, that doesn't mean he doesn't have a ton of ability and he's not going to be able to utilize the guys around him. But what was on display was, you know, Quinn Ewers, clearly who's been in the system now, um, it looks like he's in command of the offense. And furthermore, he's just got unique arm talent. There's a reason why he was so highly rated. Uh, he could change his arm angles. He's got a strong arm. He cleaned up, I thought, some of his footwork. I know they've, people have talked about his diet. He's eating better. He's taking care of himself better. Those are, all, those are all mature, good things you'd like to see out of a quarterback who's trying to be the first overall pick in the future, which is what Quinn Ewers has the ability to be. Uh, he reminds me of, of, as far as the arm ability, of someone like Matt Stafford. You know, where he's got this really strong arm. He doesn't have to necessarily always address his throws. He can just kind of whip his arm around and, and sling that football. Uh, who really stood out the most, though, was Malik Murphy. I mean, he's got an extremely live arm, probably the strongest of, of every quarterback he's on that big, roster. dude. He's big and he's athletic. He can move for that size. So, you know, if you're Arch Manning, it might be a while before you get that opportunity to go in there and play, and he's going to have to be patient. And I, I think the tough thing is for Steve Sarkeesian is you've got three really capable quarterbacks, and depending on how this whole thing plays out, you're, you're probably going to lose one. And, and that's only because everyone wants to play. They want to get in there. They want to play. They want to go in the NFL. And so in order to do that, you know, they've got to be able to have the opportunity and the reps. So – you know, for, for these guys to sit on the bench anymore, it's just it's not a reality. And with the transfer portal, the way it's set up, you know, in May, or it's actually open right now. Uh, they moved the date up. It used to be from May 1st to the 14th, I believe. Now it's April 15th to the 30th. So, I mean, guys are putting their name in the portal now and trying to see what other opportunities are out there. And then, obviously, it starts again in December through January. So it's, it's going to be interesting to see how this all plays out. He's a, he's a big name because of the Manning last name. And he's at a, uh, one of the blue bloods of college football at the University of Texas. And it, it might not be his time this year, but eventually there'll come a time where he's going to be in that quarterback battle. And we'll see how he competes against a guy like Malik Murphy, who's got, like I said, a ton of ability. I mean, you, you talk about a guy who, again, looks to be the part and looks to be like another first-round prospect, both yours, but, but obviously Malik Murphy as well. I would, just, I would just add, when you have three guys – that that are of elite level status at one college and and yes the 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 sentiment that you're going to lose at least one you might lose two um but but the idea of it is is that when you have that type of talent you have to you have to know and you have to accept as a player sometimes that that it's the competition that that is going to make you national champs Right. Like if if I don't have anybody that's any good, that's behind me, 
then how much better am I really going to get? If if I'm running 100 meters against some you know against my teammates in practice and they can only run a an 11 flat, but we're going to have to get to the nines to be able to win a national title, you know somebody's got to be pushing each other to be able to push to those numbers. And so sometimes I feel like the transfer portal and sometimes even you know the popularity of of recruits or the pressure on on coaches doesn't really allow for the true development of of that elite player you know and then sometimes that whole the 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 brand of the player like the manning brand is such a behemoth brand and to be there that amount of pressure you should be people should be applauding that that there are guys that are actually standing in and standing up to the pressure of of arch being there and and not bowing down to it because in the end that's a lot of pressure that's a lot of pressure to be under um when when knowing that okay he chose to come here and and this is who you have to compete against so in some instances i hope that these guys accept that it's okay to have two three good elite quarterbacks on on a roster you may need one more in the in the in the initial you may need one more outside further out and 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 take your turn like i can recall you can recall at at all the top programs i mean if you think about like back when florida state was florida state that was every position and they weren't reloading, right? They were, they weren't rebuilding. They were reloading. You think about Notre Dame. They weren't reloading or they weren't rebuilding. They were reloading. It was just somebody was coming in at quarterback, at running back, at receiver, at linebacker, at D. There was always someone. And if somebody got hurt, somebody else popped in and they blew up because you knew that they were good enough to be starting to begin with. Like there's something to be said about having a, a, an elite roster. Like we've gotten so far away from talking about playing your role and waiting your turn and earning your keep because the transfer portal says that it's easy to just walk away from a situation, a circumstance. And instead of growing the muscle, y'all talked about hack squats and all that stuff. (laughs) Instead of really forcing the muscle to grow because you got to tear and rip and build and, and all those different things, you're not putting any type of pressure on yourself. Can I ask you guys a question though? As guys who were, you know, six-star recruits, you guys weren't even five-star. You were six-star. That's, that's not true. Six that's, that's and a quarter. In fact, I was. Well, Lavar was a five-star. I was a four-star. Well, so. I, they didn't even have stars when hey, I was coming. I'm, hey, I'm too old. Hey, you know what, Brady? You're a six-star to me. There you How go. About that, I'll take. But that. the logjam at a position. So if you were Arch Manning and you're looking at Texas and you see Quinn Ewers is coming back and there was already a ton of hype about him and where he was going to end up going. He had showed a lot of promise this past year. The game against Oklahoma, he was fantastic. And then you see Malik Murphy. Alabama, he was, he was awesome. Yeah. Like, Until he, he got hurt. Uh, I mean, he, they would have they beat Bama had yep. he stayed healthy in that game. Agreed. And Malik Murphy, who's 6'5", what, 230, and oh, was he 19 right. years old? So if you're Arch Manning, why would you go there? Like why? Well, why if you wanted to play, why wouldn't you go somewhere else where there wasn't a log jam? I think some of the, the tough thing for Arch is he might want to carve out his his own way, and at least in the short term, you know Texas will be a part of the SEC. They're currently not now. You know Eli went to Ole Miss, Peyton went to Tennessee, and you kind of had all, all of that potential for him to go to another SEC school, but. 
you know, maybe he just felt like Austin was a better place for him to grow and develop as an individual. Steve Sarkeesian being there as the head coach could have a lot to do with it, too. Um, there, there's a number of things, but I, I always tell kids, you know, make this more than just about football. Make it more than just about the head coach. The head coach will come and go. Um, even football. If things don't work out, you get injured, God forbid. You want to have at least a degree to start building the foundation of what you're going to be doing moving forward. Um, you know, I was fortunate enough to go to Notre Dame because I sure as hell wouldn't have gotten in if I was just a normal student there. And you surround yourself with so many, so many incredibly bright, intelligent people. Like one of the things I'm most jealous of, and I was saying this to another buddy who played uh, for, shoot, 12, 13, 14 years, whatever it was. And he's like, man, he's like, some of these guys I talked to, like I know they went through their lumps early after they got done playing and trying to figure out what they wanted to do. But now they're on a career path where they're just building from here. He's like, it, it's kind of tough as an athlete sometimes where you, you leave and then you've got to figure out like what's next. And honestly, like the earning potential after you get out of the league, you're probably never going to make the same type of money the rest of your career. And so for a lot of, a lot of players, like they don't realize it. And, and I think the hard thing about the transfer portal, just to bring this you know, full circle, is you got kids transferring who don't care about their degree. They don't even care about finishing. They're just trying to make sure they're eligible and they're trying to make sure they have a spot to go play football somewhere. And that's great. I'm not, I'm not trying to deter anyone from their dream or getting an opportunity to go play and finishing it out. But when it's all said and done, like you still have to come back and have a foundation and you still have to have a network and, and the ability to go provide for yourself and eventually for a family and all that. And when you keep bouncing around school to school or when you, do, when you truly don't ever sign up and have any sort of commitment to any school or anyone, it makes it hard for you to do that once you get out into the job market. So it's it's hard. I mean, look, we could go on and on and on about this. I mean, the NCAA just approved un, un, unlimited official and unofficial visits. <laughs> like now these kids can go as much as they want, however many times they want. And, and so for people out there to understand, there's so many issues with this. The first being the cost associated. So obviously you only have so many scholarships a year if you're a university and you can finagle that a little bit. But, you know, you're going to be having a bunch of kids in on official visits uh, that aren't even probably possible to, to be there. And, and it costs the university a good amount. I mean, Georgia spent $4.6 million this year just for their football recruiting alone. I have no idea how much they spent in, uh, in other ways if you catch my drift. <laughs> but that's just $4.6 million on the books. So imagine everything else that went into NIL efforts or other recruiting efforts, and, and you know what I mean. But I, I'm just saying, like, it's it, – it, I mean, that amongst the fact that, like, the, these staffs and these universities aren't built out to just have an unlimited amount of visits. I mean, someone pops in on an unofficial visit, all of a sudden you got to like, make sure you're, you're you know, touring this kid around. I mean, it's so, so dumb and short-sighted on the side of the NCAA. I have no idea what they're thinking. And furthermore, when you're supposed to be a governing body that oversees all of this, wouldn't you think that if you shouldn't be able to have an unlimited amount? Because if a school was cheating, if they were providing improper benefits and everything else that, that they shouldn't be doing, how are you going to have this robust department that's going to be able to check this? Or are you really going to ask schools to be accountable when schools who have been accountable in the past, you've brought down unfair punishment? 
I mean, it, I really thought with the new president, what, Baker, I think is his name, the guy who's the governor of Massachusetts, I really thought, okay, we might be headed in a better direction. He's got some friends in, in Congress. Maybe they'll create some federal legislation. If this is one of your first moves and, and they're going to oversee this, this is one of the dumbest things I've heard in a while. Like, instead of, like, tightening things up and creating more boundaries and restrictions. Free for all, baby. Yeah, it's like, it's like, oh, yeah, do whatever you want. Visit as much as you want. Someone's going to pay for it. We don't know who. Like, and, and by the way, don't worry. If something wrong happens, we won't check either. Like, you won't get in trouble for it. It's like, hey, we're going to make weed legal. And, you know, while we're at it, how about crystal meth, too? Oh, Just wow. do, do what you got to do. Everybody have a good time with it. Um, yeah, it's pretty... Uh, uh, it's going to be Crack fun to see. Did you just com- compare high school recruiting? Well, no, to I'm just saying. Like, you, you know what yes, I mean. He did. You know what yep. I mean. It's he like, did uh, you really, he, he really just shoot from the hip, man. Jonas just will bring this mind. stuff out, and I'm just, it, you know what I mean. It's like, no, uh, I don't. I, I do like, not uh, know how there's a correlation between crystal meth well, and high school it's, it's recruiting. Well, it's like, uh, it's like you allow one thing with, and you just go way over the top with allowing everything else. You know, like that was that was the whole point. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app search FSR to listen live. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. 